Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, August 27th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, children in rural areas are at a high risk for mental health problems, but places that can help are often located hours away. A new effort is now underway in Missouri to equip educators with tools that can identify problems early. We'll hear more about those efforts to keep children safe in areas where resources are hard to find. First, the news. A federal judge plans to rule today on whether to block Missouri's law banning abortions after eight weeks of pregnancy. We have more from reporter Dan Margulies. Missouri's only remaining abortion provider, the Planned Parenthood Clinic in St. Louis, and its medical director challenged the law's constitutionality and are seeking a preliminary injunction to block it. They argue the law will ban the vast majority of abortions before viability, violating more than four decades of Supreme Court precedent. Missouri says it has numerous interests in prohibiting pre-viability abortions, including protecting innocent life and promoting the health of the mother. Senior U.S. District Judge Howard Sachs in Kansas City said he would take the case under advisement and rule before the law is set to take effect on Wednesday. I'm Dan Margulies. The St. Charles County Council has voted to table a bill involving a controversial housing development near the Katy Trail. The proposed Missouri Bluffs project involves the construction of more than 200 homes on a parcel of forested land owned by the University of Missouri. The St. Charles County Planning and Zoning Commission has rejected the proposal twice in the last year and a half, citing concerns over lack of parking and the steepness of roads. The development also faces strong opposition from local environmentalist groups, including the Missouri Sierra Club. The county council gave no reason for tabling the bill last night, and it is not clear when members will take a final vote on the proposal. Public health officials say the St. Louis County Jail has a chronic shortage of full-time medical staff. As St. Louis Public Radio's Julie O'Donohue reports, the county hopes to hire more nurses following the deaths of four inmates this year. St. Louis County's public health co-director, Emily Doucette, says the jail would ideally have about 20 more nurses in its permanent rotation. So we, um, we have a staffing pattern that, that um, would accommodate about 60 employees um, and are down about a third of those employees at this time. Doucette says the county hires outside nurses on contract to fill the gap. Tashonda Troop's son died of leukemia while in the jail's custody in March. She says the medical staff at the jail needs more training and compassion. I'm Julie O'Donohue, St. Louis Public Radio. Children's mental health is a big concern as the risk of suicide and opioid addiction rates rise among teens. But in rural areas where mental health providers are scarce, spotting potential problems can often fall to teachers. A new national research center is looking into helping rural schools. Side Effects Public Media's Sebastian Martinez Valdivia reports. It's the middle of the summer, but Harrisburg Middle School is a hive of activity. 
Between summer school classes and renovations, it's a little chaotic for Councillor Brett Rawlings, who just wrapped up his first year at the school. And so I'm actually going to be moving down to this room. Harrisburg is a town of fewer than 300 people, midway between St. Louis and Kansas City. But the school also serves the surrounding area, which is primarily farmland. As the K-8 counselor, Rawlings is responsible for some 400 students, and he deals with a range of issues. Peer relationship issues, drama, rumors, that kind of thing. But I do also see a number of students that struggle with internalizing problems. Uh, it could be anxiety, depression, that sort of thing. Rawlings works to make sure the students know he's there, and he tries to leave time in his schedule for one-on-one -on -one or small group meetings. Rawlings has a personal stake in his work as well, having struggled with mental health issues as a teen growing up in a rural area. I really didn't see the counselor much at all. Just as a, as a profession, we're trying to do a better job of being visible and making known to people what exactly our role is and how we can help. But with hundreds of students, it's hard to keep track of everyone. So the school uses a checklist that all students and teachers fill out three times a year with questions covering the issues Rawlings looks out for. For example, students are asked to what extent they agree or disagree with statements, like, in the past month I felt hopeless, or I like myself. We're able to see you know, which students are self-reporting uh, risk in these various domains. The questionnaire is part of a multi-year study in collaboration with the University of Missouri. The university has a $10 million grant from the U.S. Department of Education for a national center that will build on that research. This summer, the National Center for Rural School Mental Health held a kickoff conference in Missouri. It included partners from the University of Virginia and the University of Montana and officials from rural school districts. Also part of this project is really developing also tools to help schools... Um, That's Dr. Wendy Rinke, a co-director of the center. She says one of its main goals is to equip teachers in rural schools who often end up as the point people for their students' mental health. People wear a lot of different hats in these buildings. You know, we have a superintendent who's also the bus driver, and, you know, so they, they play a lot of different roles. The center is expanding on research Rinky and her colleagues have done in schools like Harrisburg's over the past few years. Some of the data collection tools that we use in our schools now just gather data around certain risk factors that we know can lead to later mental health challenges. So it's really trying to catch students early before they mental health problems become ingrained. The challenge then is, even if they spot problems early, it can be hard to get students care. Fewer than 30 of Missouri's 114 counties have inpatient psychiatric facilities, and even seeing a therapist can involve hours of travel from rural areas. Rinky says one possible solution is telehealth, treatment via computer. But the center will need to study the new technologies more. That's something Emily Doolittle of the U.S. Department of Education is looking forward to. I'm really kind of waiting with my breath held to see, like, what does that really mean? Because I, I, you hear that, yeah, you know... People have internet connections, broadband, but I know that that can be somewhat limited in rural areas. Now Rinky and her team are refining their system for assessing students. She says the next goal for the center will be to pilot it with a rural school district in the fall. In Harrisburg, Rawlings has his own goals as a counselor. My goal is definitely getting to know each kid, know every name of every kid, but also to make sure that each student knows that there's someone in the building that they can go to for help. With a national center based just a short drive to the south, Rawlings could have a place he can go for help as well. For Side Effects Public Media, I'm Sebastian Martinez Valdivia. 
Side Effects is a collaborative reporting project that focuses on health and its impact on place, policy, and economics. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. Subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.